Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Space Muffin and this is The Void Playground, uh, the podcast where we uh, talk about things and stuff. So we have uh, JD here. You guys all know JD and we do have Mophie here as well. So uh, JD, uh, what are we talking about today? So today we are talking about the entertainment industry. And uh, for those out there uh, who want to be part of the entertainment industry, um, how can you guys get into it? 100%. Yeah. So this is good. This is good, man. So as someone who who works in the entertainment industry myself and, you know, performing arts and things like that, I think this is going to be a really awesome podcast. Mophie, what's your uh, what's what's your knowledge of the entertainment industry? Um, so, I mean, I'm not very like related to it, but I do know a little bit about it. Um, living in New York and all, so yeah. Interesting, uh, JD. What about you? What are, What are your thoughts? So for me, I dabbled into the entertainment industry a little bit. I've been doing YouTube for a little while. Um, of course, I know you, Space you do entertainment and a couple other people that does entertainment um so this is basically a q a for you mostly because you are the one that are is in the thick of it 100 percent. so uh go ahead and start shooting questions and i'll answer them to the best of my ability so first question is if i'm looking to enter the entertainment industry what are the tips and advice you would give somebody who is brand new and wanting to enter in? Yeah, so um, the question that – I'm going to answer your question with a question. So the question is what part of the entertainment industry do you want to get into? Do you want to get into the producing side? Um, do you want to do uh, camera work? You know, Do you want to be a performer? Uh, what, what specifically? So that, that's the first question I would ask. And then from there – um, there's really no one set path. You know, I, I think the best way to to get started is uh, this is my humble opinion. Other people might have different opinions, but my opinion is just start start working, start getting into student films, start doing, um, you know, just whatever field you want to do. But just just any level, you know, even if you're not getting paid, just just get started. Basically, is my my advice there. Okay. Let's just say I am looking to act. I want to be the next uh, Iron Man or the next Thor. How do I get started? Okay, uh, yeah, so this is good. So step one, you want to have a good demo reel, okay? And you get a good demo reel by, uh, you know, once again, just getting into projects. So getting into student films, getting into your friends' projects. And your demo reel is probably going to be about a minute long. It's just to get you started. So step two, uh, you want to get headshots. Okay, so step one, demo reel. Step two, headshots. Um, don't skimp out on your headshots. Um, I made the mistake of skimping out. It's going to cost you much more in the long run. Get good headshots. Get get with a good photographer. It might take you a couple times, but you know you're looking for, you know, you're not going to have many like amazing photos. Like I mean, when I say amazing photos, I mean like like S tier photos of yourself. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you want to hold yourself to the highest standard. So. And then step three is find yourself an agent. So those are the first three steps. Once you do that, that's the beginning. Once you do that, then you're able to move on to the next the next steps after that. Um, I have a real quick question for you about that. Um, like, how? What's the best way for someone to go about getting an agent? Great question. So, 
excuse me. Uh, yeah, there's many ways to do it. You know, um, some basic rules of thumb, right? There's no one path to this whole thing, but some basic rules of thumb are, um, you know, you shouldn't have to pay your agent. Like, do not pay your agent unless they get you work. It's just that simple. And when starting off, it might be 15%. Um, you know, it might be 10, 15%, somewhere around there. And so the best way to get an agent is, uh, you know, at, at someone who's starting off, the best way is to go into IMDb Pro or talk to your acting coach if you have one. Um, we'll talk about acting coaches in a little bit. And you want to get an agent list. And you want to make sure that they're reputable agents. You want to make sure that they are... Um, that, that, you know, that they're going to work for you. You know, ultimately that's what it is. So when starting off, you know, you're not looking to get into the, to the A-list agencies immediately, just find someone who you vibe with and, and that, um, that, you know, that you can do your research on, you know, and that's why, um, you know, having certain tools, you know, having like IMDB to, to be able to look up uh, agencies and other people to make sure that they're reputable is a very important tool. So I hope that answers your question, Mofi. Like, basically, you gotta you gotta find a, an agency list, and then, and then gotta... like back to that question. Like, in your opinion, do you think that um, in this age of the internet and everything, it's become easier to start out in the entertainment industry? Yeah. So I don't know what it was like before the internet, um, mm -hmm. but in some ways, it's easier because you have access to you know um, a wealth of knowledge. You have access to the phone numbers for these people. Uh, you know, you no longer have to go to in-person auditions. You know, there's a lot of self-tapes. Um, so so there's a lot of advantages, but um, I don't know. I, I, it, on the other hand, like, those are the advantages. But on the other hand, it's like there's so much more competition because of the uh, ease of access. I hope that answers your question. So in terms of audition and self-taping, how do you stand out from the crowd? Like, what do you do? What is what do you do to stand out from the rest of the uh, rest of the applicants? Yeah. Uh, so, so, so step one is don't try to stand out. Um, I, I think try to be the best you that you can be. Try to be the best. Like, no one can be a better you than you, right? So, um, I do a lot of you know commercial work and things like that, and and um, I've learned to just be myself. And if if they're either gonna like you or they're not gonna like you. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, and now if you're going for theatrical work, yeah, you know, you, you can stand out and things like that. Um, acting coaches really do help uh, with the audition process. Aud like auditioning is an art form in and of itself, right? So, I mean, it just depends on what you're going for. But for commercial work, just be yourself. They're either going to like you. And for theatrical work, just be the best you, right? Like be like figure out like like you you know learn you how you work what you know what's your thought process what are your strengths what are your weaknesses hope that answers your question yeah okay well, if you have any other questions oh uh, i don't yeah so um no i uh, sorry we're going to say jd no go ahead uh, i was going to say so um, when starting off, you just want to make sure that you like you're going to be doing like, OK, you're, let's say you do get your agent, right? You're going to be doing a lot of work on your own. Don't expect your agent to to do everything for you. OK, so there are three people that you're going to have on your team, like th three main people, like you, you're like as you grow, you're going to get more people. So number one is your agent. They get you work. 
Okay. They're, they're the ones who send you out on auditions. They get you work. That's, that's their only job is to get you work. Okay. Then you have a manager. Okay. The manager, it, it takes on several roles, but a manager can, is someone you might call and ask for career advice. Hey, is this a good career move? Um, general, genuinely, um, or sorry, not genuinely, generally, you know, you might pay a manager yearly or monthly or whatever. Um, uh, managers are like are pretty important, but I would say the agent starting off is very is very important. And then um, after the agent, I would actually say the acting coach is probably the next most important thing, because the acting coach is going to help you um, hone your craft. And acting coaches could be anywhere between twenty five to a hundred dollars an hour. You know, even maybe even more depending on um, the acting coach. But their job is to uh, hone your craft to. Um, you know, help, help you exercise um, your acting muscles, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go over that again. So agent gets you work. Acting coach, you know, helps you uh, become a better actor, helps flex the acting muscles, helps work the acting muscles, helps with the audition process. And then the manager helps with your career. They help manage your career. They help uh, give you career advice, all that stuff. Okay, makes sense. That does make sense. So in the beginning, uh, there's Actors Access, um, and then there's uh, Casting Networks, there's uh, IMDb Pro, and there's also Backstage. Um, Gun to my head, like, hey, you can only have two or three. I would say IMDb Pro is is a must, as well as either Backstage or um, Actors Access. That's what's going to allow you to get jobs. Right. So whether you're a voice actor or if you're um, looking to do commercial work or whatever, you know, for you, like submitting for yourself, like you being your own agent, those are the two um, the two websites that I recommend. And then obviously IMDb is really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that That's kind of starting off. And then um, it just kind of grows from there. You know, you you kind of polish your your demo reel get better headshots, you know, and kind of just keep, keep moving through the process, you know, but I'm kind of giving you guys the spark notes version of of this whole process. I mean, it took me, I mean, I have a theatrical agent and then I have a commercial agent and it it takes a while, you know, I mean, you got to be persistent with it. You know, you have to be willing to, to, um, cause you, cause you also have to audition for your agency as well, you know, before you sign with them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, I just have a quick question for all the people that are like, um, you could say aspiring to be in the entertainment industry. Um, like, where would you say is the easiest to get started off? Like LA, New York, San Francisco, like, where do you think it's easiest to find work and just from there? So if you're not in one of those three spots, my recommendation is do a little bit of local theater. You don't want to get caught into the local theater. Like I did local theater for a while, you know, but you don't want to get caught into the scene unless, um, you know, unless that's what you want to do. If you want to be just, you know, do your local theater all day, mm-hmm. um, that's fine. So um, obviously New York has a really, really great theater scene. Um, obviously, same with San Francisco, the Bay Area. You know, they're all, they all have really good film and, and theater programs. Uh, so in my personal experience, I don't have experience in New York, but in my personal experience... Uh, Los Angeles is the place to be simply because you have um, not only do you have like a nice, you know, theater situation, it's not as good as San Francisco or New York, but you also have a really good 
Like everything's very easily accessible. Now, what do I mean by that? Okay. Um, you have everything from your students. So you have, you know, USC and UCLA. So you can do a lot of student work. There's also work in, um, you know, like, uh, you know, Orange County, you can go to like Chaplin University and you can get, you can get work there. Right. So that's, that's student films. You're not going to be getting paid, but you're going to be building your demo reel. So while you're on set, you're going to be meeting people, right? You're going to be meeting people. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, hey, I know this, you know, you know, this guy knows this guy and, oh, hey, I, I should introduce you to my friend or, you know, whatever. You're going to be making connections while you're doing that, which is going to lead you to actual work, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so just, and, and just by sheer like variety, you know what I mean? The competition is stiff, but you know, if, if you're auditioning, if you're, um, you know, just being active, um, then, then I, I think you're going to do really well, right? So, um, yeah, that's just my experience. I've been to the Bay Area. I've checked it out. Um, if you're looking to get into the theater scene, you know, obviously the Bay Area, but the Bay Area, it's, it's stiff competition in the Bay Area. Yeah. You know, um, in the film world, you know, you you can do a like, you know, everyone's making films. Everybody, you know what I mean. So if you just audition for, uh, you're going to get something, right? And that's going to yeah. lead to something else. I find it like funny you say that because I mean I always coming from like an outside perspective thought it would be harder to start off and say somewhere like Los Angeles because while I've never been and haven't lived in Los Angeles I've heard that the cost of living there is so expensive so it feels like it might be a little difficult for a starting out actor or producer to live there. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad you mentioned expenses. So. The biggest mistake that I see a lot of people, like, they move directly into L.A. They're like, oh, I'm going to move in, like, L.A. City, right? L.A. is massive. It's huge. Mm-hmm. There, there's there's uh, the, there's the literal city, the metro of L.A., and then there is the um, L.A. County, right? So, for example, okay, so uh, one of my friends works for Disney, right? And they live in Palmdale, and they just commute. And it's, it's like, it's way cheaper, right to to do that you know so uh, my advice to someone wanting to move in is look for places that are within an hour radius right because you're gonna be stuck in traffic anyways in the morning and you know let's say you're stuck in traffic for 15 minutes a day that that adds up right versus you know you just you just you just have to drive an additional hour right um like if you're stuck in traffic for 15 minutes you know there and then 15 minutes back sometimes it's 25 minutes sometimes you're not stuck in traffic at all but it, it does it does add up. So my advice, like to save to save expenses, is you know move move somewhere that's close, right? Like you don't have to move like directly, like in the heart. You know, you don't got to move like into Hollywood, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope that makes sense, Mofi. Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, so in terms of the entertainment industry, you're since you're part of this space, you see the good and you also see the bad. So. What are the pros and cons of being in the entertainment industry? Okay, great question. So let's go over the pros. The pros are if you love doing it, if you love acting, if you love making making movies, if you love, I mean, whatever, even if it's like video game production, right? Um, like any aspect of entertainment, singing, you're doing what you love doing. You're chasing your dream. You're not wondering like, oh, like I wish I had have gone for my singing career, my dancing career, or my music career. Like you're doing it, right? Um, the, you know, so that, that's one pro. I would say that's the biggest pro. Um, obviously, you know, you do get, um, 
you know, recognition for your work and you get praise for your work. Um, I think that is, that is a factor. Um, and then, you know, of course it's just fun, you know, it's, you know, no two days are the same, right. And you get to be creative, you know, you have a really great creative outlet. So that, that's kind of the pro side. Um, the cons are it's inconsistent. It's just, it's incredibly inconsistent. If you're not, you know, like, for example, like you, there might be a, a week, a month where you make $10,000, right. Like, I mean, even just as a beginning actor, right? But then for whatever reason, you have no work for the next three months, right? Either, you know, just whatever reason, you know, they don't like your audition or whatever, right? Um, there might be months where you get one audition. There might be months where you get five. There might be months where you get 10, right? So it's inconsistent and uncertain, right? And so if you, you know, so, you know, my advice to anybody is, savings 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 make sure you have a a good savings account going uh before you before you get in and you know just just be good with your money you know don't 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 go like buying things that you don't need to go buy you know don't be going to the bar every weekend you know don't don't be doing a bunch of crazy stuff right okay in terms of savings, I want to go back to that, right? Oh, I actually, let me let me finish with the cons. The other oh, con okay. is this. I thought you were done. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, no, sorry, I was taking a drink of water. Okay. The other con is this, guys. As you rise up as an actor, um, there is a lack of privacy. There's a lack of, like, like they, people don't look at you as a person anymore. They just look at you as a product. So yeah, sorry. That, that, that was, I just wanted to mention that. That's very important. But uh, we're gonna say about savings, Judy. So in terms of savings, right? Let's just pretend there is a person out there in their um, was it uh, mid to younger twenties, working a full time job, a nine to five job, and they just want to switch careers. What advice besides the savings part would you give them um, in terms of wanting to be in the entertainment industry? Do you say that hey um quit your job and go straight into it or slowly exit out or what what type of advice would you give that person who's in their mid-20s or even early 20s who who's just want to a career change or industry change yeah the the, the good news is this okay most things you know like apply to the entertainment industry so i'll give you an example food right there's a whole there's a whole if you work in food you know, people got to eat, right? Um, if you're working in accounting, people got to, you know, keep track of things for their tax, uh, you know, tax purposes. Um, so you can find, like, let's say you, let's say you drive a truck, right? You know, there's transportation or you drive a bus, like you can get into the transportation side of things, right? So um, you can take your skills that you, that you currently have and apply it to the entertainment industry, if that makes any sense. So my advice is, is probably don't quit. Um, yeah, I wouldn't quit your job unless you, you're going to commit, right? You know, if you just want to dabble in it a little bit and you're not wanting to commit, that's fine. But the only way you're going to be successful is to commit because the, the people that like the, the competition, they're committed, you know, they're, they're, they're going above and beyond. Right. So, you know, my advice is, you know, like I said, if you, if you want to dabble, you want to poke your feet in, you know, if you want to be safe, sure. You know, um, that, that's that's no big deal. You know, just keep your current job and maybe do a show or maybe do a little bit of theater. You know, maybe, you know, do some camera work on the side, you know. But um, one of the things that has made me successful 
is the fact that I went all in. I said, you know what? Either I'm going to make it or I'm going to like, or I'm not like, like that's, it's just that simple. And so um, it, it's not all easy. I struggled a lot. You know, I still do struggle, you know, and anyone who says that they don't, you know, unless you're, you know, like Tom Cruise or whatever, they're probably not, you know, giving you the full picture. So I hope that answers your question, JD. Yeah, it does. Mofi, you have anything else? Oh, uh, no, not on that topic. No? Okay. So off to the next uh, question is going to be, um, so in terms of acting, right, that like you're going to show your face in front of the camera or in front of people. So in terms of, like, you, when you see actors or actresses, they look, like, very beautiful. They look like they're fit and stuff like that. So in terms of that, what do you suggest people do in terms of if they're not looking like, let's say, for example, Chris Pratt or um, like all the other actors like with chisel chin and like six pack abs and things like that, you know? hundred percent. So number one, you don't have to look like that. Okay. That's number one. You don't, you don't have to look like that. That's not, that's not necessary. I, you know, there, like there's different roles for every shape, size, and look of every single person. So having said that, though, you know, some sometimes, you know, as actors and as entertainers, we, we do want to make that transformation. And so my advice is, um, you know, get in a routine, right? You know, uh, figure out just it doesn't matter if you're, you know, you don't have to be going hard every single day. But as long as you get into a routine. That's what matters, right? Um, and if you fall off the horse, just get back on. But, you know, a lot of it, you know, uh, JD, it's makeup. A lot of it is is makeup. These people have personal trainers. These people have dietitians. So in the beginning stages, you got to be your own personal trainer. You have to be your own diet um, dietitian, right? You have to do these things for yourself. And, and my advice to a lot of people is, um, you know, if, if you're trying to go out for those type of roles, you know, roles that require to be uh, athletic, um, it's better to be in shape than to have to get in shape quickly, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does. But I want to stress that it's not a prerequisite. It's not required. You know, obviously, if, you know, you know, like someone like Christian Bale, right? Like he he transforms. He can he can be he can be he can be bigger. He can be skinny, you know, or whatever. Right. So, I mean, it just depends on the type of actor that that you are and, and what you're comfortable with, if that makes any sense. Okay. Makes sense. So in terms of acting, um, what roles do you personally like to take on? That is a really good question. So um, in the beginning, you know, people say, they say, oh, just, just take whatever you can get, you know? And that's kind of good advice, but, you know, you, you want to make sure that you know, you're building, you're building your, your reel, you know, like, obviously, like, if I'm in a movie, and, you know, maybe, maybe it just, you know, I, I don't know, it's like, you, you want to try to, you don't want to judge your characters, but you want to try to pick things that you're, um, that you're gonna be happy with. So the, the type of roles that I look for are roles that number one, challenge me, but also number two, um, that I can have fun with, you know, that I can, the dialogue is fun, um, I like confident characters, you know, I like characters that, you know, maybe aren't me, right? Um, you know, sometimes I like to play villainous characters, you know, sometimes I like to play uh, wacky, crazy characters. Um, 
I try to stay away from ultra, ultra serious stuff, but that can be fun too, you know, but just, just because at the level that I'm at, you know, it, it's like, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's a, a lot of directors that I, that I, you know, that I've worked with and things like that. They, um, I, I don't know if I can give them what they're looking for, you know? And, and I, and I know that's kind of like, Maybe not the right thing to say, but, you know, it, it's really all what you're comfortable with. So to, to in short, to answer your question, the type of roles that I look for are roles that I'm comfortable with, roles that um, characters that I, um, you know, that I, that I can really craft a really good character around and really dive into the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and also, you know, I like to have good arcs. I like the character to have a nice arc and uh, things like that. Having said that, you know, in the beginning, you know, just just try to take what you can get and try to, you know, experiment. You know, there's 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 no wrong there's no wrong way. I'll put it that way. Oh, sorry, there's no right way. Right there we go. So in terms of uh, what you've done so far, acting wise, what was your favorite role? Like, what was your favorite role to play? Yeah, see, it's kind of like asking like, well, who's your favorite kid? So, <laughs> um, wow, that that's tough. Uh, so I play a uh, kind of a mob. He's kind of like a hustler hustler type character and he is um yeah he's really cool he's really cool really cool character and um he has a really great arc um he, he i play i played him in several movies so there, there's that aspect of it as well you know the, the the fact that i'm able to grow with the character so in the entertainment industry we hear all the time you're going to get rejection you're going to get rejected a lot how do you deal with rejection and what do you do uh, when you get rejected from a role that you desperately wanted? Okay, so that, that is a wonderful question. So number one, you will be rejected. You will be rejected a lot, okay? Um, you're going to be rejected so much. In fact, like if you can't deal with rejection, like this is not the industry for you, okay? So the best way to deal with rejection is just not don't take it personal. Start learning to not take things personal. There's a thousand other people that auditioned and you just weren't the person for that role, you know, that particular role. So, um, or, or whatever, you know, but no worries, you know, uh, do your best, forget the rest, you know, enjoy the process of auditioning, you know, and, you know, if you take it too seriously, you know, you're missing the point. Obviously you want to take it seriously, but, but don't beat yourself up. Don't, don't get depressed because you're going to get rejected. You know, I mean, for me, like, you know, it might be one out of every 20 auditions, one out of every 30 auditions, right? Um, one out of every 10, it just depends, right, on on how, um, just what, what the casting director thinks. You know, there's obviously, you know, you can, you can learn the audition process and, and, you know, get, get better at that. But dealing with rejection, that's just part of the industry. So, like, get used to rejection. Be be okay with rejection, and you'll do good. Okay. Um, have you been acting in any movies and TV shows before? Have you done both, or just strictly movies? So, I, I haven't done any t- TV work. I've done commercial, movie, and then I've done theater acting as well. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, I got a question, actually. Um... This one's a little bit of a, a banger, I guess you could call it. But um, 
do you think now um nowadays that our country is so politically divided that politics has kind of made its way and weaseled into the entertainment industry uh, unlike before yeah so it's always been there like it's mm-hmm. always been there from the dawn of cinema the dawn of like ever since you know the first play you know or whatever since we since the first things were performed right like politics have always been in the entertainment industry and they always will be right. Cause art imitates life. And, you know, there, there are elements that, that are there. And, you know, the reality is that, um, you know, people say it's just tough, right? Because the difference is, is technology. I think that's the fundamental difference is that we are able to, it's on YouTube. It's on our, it's on our feeds. It's on this, everyone's opinions and all, and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, politics have definitely weaseled their way into the entertainment industry. They've, they've, they've always been there, in my opinion. And I think the key is that we have to realize that, hey, this is entertainment, right? And we also have to realize it's, it's okay to say, hey, I disagree with you, and that's okay. That's okay. I'm yeah. not attacking you. Like, I disagree with you, and that's fine. Like, no big deal, right? Um. Like, like I, I watch movies that don't necessarily align with my political values. I, I watch movies that don't align with my belief system, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, at the end of the day, it's entertainment, right? Like, you know, I, I think some people take it a little bit too seriously, right? right? You know, and having said that, you know, you, you have people that... Um, you know, have had allegations leveled against them and things like that. And, um, you, you know, like, does that ruin the movie? It's, it's, you know, from like, once again, like you got to separate the art from the artist. We're all human beings. We all make mistakes. We all do things that we're proud of, but we all do things that we're ashamed of things that we don't want anyone to see things that we're not happy about. Now, obviously if someone is assaulting someone or, or, or something crazy like that, you know, and, you know, I, I understand the idea of like, you know, you don't want to support this person. I totally get that. But, you know, I, I think th- there's nuance to the whole conversation. So I don't know. That, that was that was a little heavy. But, you know, I, I think like there's nuance to everything. And no one's like all good or all evil. Like, I don't think anyone is like all bad or all good, you know. And so, mm-hmm. like... As an actor, as someone in the entertainment industry, if you're a producer, filmmaker, director, dancer, singer, whatever, rock star, the people are going to look at your life with a magnifying glass. Yeah. Like every word that you say is going to be looked at with a magnifying glass. I'm not at that level yet, luckily, but um, it, 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 you know, that can be really, that can be really crazy. So yeah, I, I don't know. I hope I answered your question. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Okay, so uh, let's roll it back a little bit to terms. You said YouTube, right? YouTube is a form of entertainment. Um, so it is also like Twitch and other forms of like live streaming or video uh, creation, right? Yes. In terms of that, how does, because uh, a lot of people like, I've been scrolling through TikTok a lot, right? And there's this controversy going around of like YouTubers and live streamers should not go into acting. So what are your thoughts on that? Because for me, in my opinion, it's the same thing as if you were to act for a movie or if you were going to act for a, a TV show. 
you know, you put on a show for your YouTube channel or you right. put on a show when you're live streaming. So the rhetoric of that is um, people saying YouTubers and streamers should never be an, on in Hollywood. What's your take on that? So, like, that's just kind of like, I don't know. It's like the mob, right? The mob mentality. Um, I think anyone who wants to get in the entertainment industry should. I think it's, it's whatever you want. Uh, are you going to be good at it? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I think if you want to do it, like no one should stop you from doing it or no one should say that you can't do that. I hope that makes that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Okay. Um, so let's go back to be more lighthearted. <laughs> um, so the roles that you have done so far, how do you get yourself into character? What like what's your method of getting yourself into character? Like your your like a uh, routine or whatever that you do. Right. So it's it's different for every single person. It's different for every actor. But um, my process is, you know, every actor talks about the process, right? There, uh, it was funny. I was watching Futurama, and there's an episode that makes fun of, like, the process, you know, that actors have mm-hmm. and that, that musicians have and all that stuff. So um, as an actor, what I do is step one, I read through the script. I read through it, you know, casual read through. And, you know, and then step two you know, I, I go back and I look at my character and I try to learn my lines. Sorry, I don't try. I do learn my lines. Like, like it's basically first nature. It's not second nature. It's literally first nature. You got to learn your lines so well, right? Now, I know actors like Tom Holland. I, I And, you know, if Tom Holland's watching this, but it's like, that, that'd be amazing. But um, I believe he does not look at his lines until he until the day on set, right? I'm not that actor. I have to know my lines inside and out and then develop a character from there, uh, basically. So um, there's different types of actors. There's character actors. So that'd be like maybe Johnny Depp would be a really great example. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like method actors, which is, you know, maybe like Daniel Day-Lewis. He's, he's kind of a method actor. And then, you know, um, you have what I, would, what I would call the quote unquote movie star. So that's like Tom Cruise, right? Yeah. I hope you guys can see the, the fundamental differences. But uh, going back to like what what I do, I just try to learn my lines as good as possible. I try to to get into the flow, uh, and and then like I try to play with it from there, right? Like when we do different takes, you know, you you can you're free to to be able to create, you know, in that way. But um, I'm a big fan of preparation. I believe that mm-hmm. preparation is the key to succeeding. But you know. And that's not how it is for everybody. Maybe you have a different method. Like, for example, like I'll write down my lines. Like I'll do every like single thing to, to get the lines down. I'll say them in different ways. I don't look in the mirror or anything like that, but I, I try to get, I try to get with my fellow actors and maybe run the scenes, you know, and, and just, it, it really depends on how much time you have. Right. Mm-hmm. So if, if it's a situation like, Oh dude, Hey, um, you know, space muffin, we need you. Like, um, you know, our, our guy just dropped out. Can you be here tomorrow? I'm like, uh, okay. So I've had that happen before. We're like the day before I I have to develop a whole character and learn all the lines. So the process might be a little bit different, but if it's like, Hey man, we want to cast you in this and you know, we're going to be shooting in six months. Um, here you go. Like I'm going to approach that a little bit differently as well. Okay. So in terms of you learning your lines, um, how long does it usually take you to memorize like a full script for like say a a movie or even a commercial yeah so 
commercials gen- generally speaking don't have like their scripts aren't that long so you can memorize them fairly quickly um but for me um i, I have a very bad memory uh believe it or not guys so that's a double down so i would say it takes me really the, the the rehearsal helps you know with that process so it could take me anywhere between like a month to to three months you know uh or or even a week it just it really depends on how much time i'm given mm-hmm. um but you know what like i don't know like it could be a day honestly because like you know but it, it just it just all depends on what what the context is but um yeah to answer your question slowly <laughs> like I, I it takes me a long time to memorize my lines so i gotta i gotta really run the lines over and over and over again to get them to get them right has there been a point where you're on set and you're filming and you just completely forget your lines happens all the time so um I, i've seen it done in theater granted that's on a more amateur level but yeah it happens all the time people forget their lines it's not a big deal you know you don't gotta be like oh crap i forgot my line just you know hey uh line you know or hey can i see the script you know and you just mm-hmm. like no big deal right like pe- people are gonna treat you like they're going to treat you good. And if they don't, then, you know, that that's, that's their fault. But yeah, it's not an uncommon thing. Like even like on the highest level, you're going to forget your line. So and it's not necessarily because you don't know them. It just might be because you're nervous. Right. Yeah. How many cuts did it take for you to, uh, to learn your lines? Like how many cuts? What, what do you mean? Yeah, exactly? How many cuts? Like when you like, let's say if you forget a line, uh, what has been your longest, um, like cuts, you know, like let's say, like you forget one particular line, and you have to say cut. I forgot my line. I forgot my line. How many times you had to do that? Um. So shoot? yeah. So usually the director is the one that's gonna say cut. But um, for me, it's like once, once or twice. You know, you know, it's it's. Oh, okay. You know, like, like it's all about preparation, right? If you're prepared, mm-hmm. then it's a lot easier. Like if you know, like okay, hey, we have a big monologue, but also mm-hmm. sometimes they switch it up on you, right? Sometimes whatever, for whatever reason, things get switched up. So you got to do something completely different. So uh, my best advice is just do your best, forget the rest, you know? Okay. So let's take it back a little bit, okay? Let's go all the way back to young Space Muffin. <laughs> okay. So what prompts you into wanting to become an actor and being in the entertainment industry? That's a really good question. So, um, you know, when I was a kid, um, you know, my parents would show me movies, you know, we'd, we'd watch like Terminator and, and obviously like Star Wars. And I always wanted to do some kind of performing arts, you know, um, when I was in middle school, I, you know, I, I was in the drama club, you know, and things like that. And I always had an inclination towards acting. Um, there wasn't really one moment or one movie that did it for me. I mean, you know, I, I can cite like, you know, like Goodfellas, you know, and, and like, you know, mob movies and things like that, that really made me want to, made me want to like kind of, oh, that looks fun. Right. You know, like that kind of made me want to do that, but mm-hmm. there, there's not really like, I can't really pinpoint a, a, a moment. I think it just, you know, it just happened, you know, and before I really wanted to be an actor, I wanted to be a, like a rock star. So I was in a, I was in a band and I, I played music and everything like that. And I still play guitar and stuff, but I think I've always just had an inclination towards the performing arts. And then like coming back to that point, um, I'm curious, um, like what do you find in acting or producing like the most enjoyable part about it? So yeah, the most enjoyable part, 
for me is seeing the finished product, seeing all the hard work that you put in and, and other people aren't going to see it, but like you and your, and your producer buddies or your other acting buddies or whoever your directing friends, they're going to be able to appreciate your work. And then, you know, also it gives fulfillment, right? Mm-hmm. So some, some, sometimes people don't get fulfilled. They're like, Oh, I've been acting and I'm just not fulfilled. Like, you know, um, but me, it's like, it's like, I, I'd rather do what I'm doing then, like here's how you know you're fulfilled okay i'm sorry for not finishing my thought but here's how you know when you would do it for free right like 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 hey i would just do this for free you know what i mean um but yeah dude it's like you know it's like i can either a like work a job that makes you know pretty consistent money and you know i'm living a comfortable life but i'm not fulfilled right or I can, or I can be doing the acting thing and make the movie making thing, and I'm fulfilled, right? So, um, the 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 fulfillment, I guess, from the finished product, Mophie, if that answers your question, that's it's the fulfillment from the finished product that uh, that's that's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you're on set, describe to us what is the set look like? Is it like as glorious or as like glorified as it? seems to be on movies and tv shows and how it is behind the scenes so uh every set is is totally different some sets it might be a it might be a green screen and that's it it's just a green screen um or or you know a green stage or whatever some sets you know might be shooting on location right and in which case you have to deal with the elements whatever they are either extreme heat or cold or whatever you know you got to deal with that um sometimes you're you're in a studio where they have constructed the set um you know or whatever so what's it like being on set generally speaking you know um you know as an actor you're gonna get your own area so either like a trailer or a little room or or whatever right Mm -hmm. and you know you're gonna have refreshments and things like that Uh, there's a crafty table generally speaking for everyone um and then you're gonna see people shuffling around you know people moving lights people setting things up people painting or, or doing whatever they need to do right um but yeah, typically on a, on a highly professional film set, you know, there might be a bunch of trailers, right? And, uh, you know, certain departments have a trailer. So like there might be like the makeup department has a trailer, the hair department has a trailer, or sometimes it's both. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, each, each set looks different, but those are kind of some general things, you know? Then you have like the production office, right? Like you you have so many different elements um and there's because there's so many different departments on a film set so but yeah you know and then there's there's video village right where people you know can monitor what's happening um and and there's there's so many so many different elements basically that uh that come into play on a film set hope that answers your question okay yeah it does um so before we wrap up because we're about to run out of time um what are uh the what are the like the new projects you're working on? Are there anything new that you're currently working on and you want to like promote or anything like that? Yeah, uh, d- due to non-disclosure agreements, I'm I'm not able to say, but um, I can tell you that I'm working on a sci-fi right now. I just got done with the sci-fi, um, really great project. Um, you know, really w- wonderful people, and and then I'm I'm writing a script actually right now. Um, it's a oh. it's a kind of a romantic drama. So there's that, and then um. And then there's also my first TV series I'm going to be working on potentially. So, 
Oh wow! But okay. but that's also that's also all that's that's all from like kind of a producer side as well. It's kind of um, you know, it's it just yeah. It's I got a lot in the works and uh, but you know my, my my thing is like I don't celebrate until you know day one on set and even then you know because things things always change right mm-hmm. for whatever reasons. So hope that answers your question. Yeah. So uh, quick before we end, <clears throat> you you brought up briefly your uh, kind of producing as well. So. Can you tell us a little bit about like your experience being a producer? Okay, so that, that's a great question. So, producer is a very broad term, right? Mm-hmm. So you have like you know like your associate producer, your um, co-producer, your executive producer, and then you know your producer, right? So those are all kind of the producing roles, and they all have a variety of of different different uh, functions depending on the size of the project, who's involved, or, or what the de- demands are for the project um and so from from my personal experience being a producer is um you know you know really really you know you know going on location scouting and you know making basically decisions and and helping the production along with what the production needs or what's going to be good for the production and you know those elements you know um they all kind of come together right but you know, and then sometimes producers just like, hey, like, here's some money, right? Now, I mean, I'm, I don't have a bunch of money, but, you know, there's things like that. So, um, yeah, pr- producers play a very, very, very big role in um, in filmmaking, you know, but it, and it's it's just, but it really, it just depends on the needs of the production. Um, I have a quick question about that, actually. Um, like, could you kind of break down, like, what goes on a set? that goes into making that final project that we all see on our screens and stuff. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I know you mentioned on set, but I'm just going to give you the whole, the whole rundown. So okay. you start with an idea and then, you know, you, you get a script and you, you know, you revise it, you format it, you know, you make sure everything looks nice. Uh, you might get some shot lists together. You might get, uh, basically this is pre-production. So the pre-production phase, um, you know, this is where you're you're getting the blueprint for your movie together. So the blueprint is the script, and then obviously you can do, um, you know, you can, you can do like you know a shot list, and you can do um, things like that to to help aid the production. So and also the logistical aspects: how much is this going to cost? How long are we shooting? Where are we shooting? Who's involved? You know, who who are we going to get? What actors are we going to get? What uh, you know, uh, you know, camera people and lighting people and and things like that. So um, that that's the pre-production phase. You know, just figuring out everything you're going to do before you start shooting. The next phase is the production phase. Okay, this is the phase where you're actually shooting on set. So um, you know, this phase, everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone should know what they're doing, and and if not then someone should tell you what you're doing. So, you know, this this is the phase where this is the doing phase. This is where we are on camera and some days, you know, they might need a fog machine, some days they might need rain, some days they might need this that. They might call in the uh VFX team to say, "Hey, is this going to be good for the VFX shots that we're doing?" right? So, there's that process. So, it's called the production phase. This is when you actually produce and create the movie and uh, that phase, you know, it can last anywhere between a day to six months or three months or whatever, right? So once you're done shooting your movie, you then have the post-production phase. 
Okay. So this is where you're editing your movie. You're, you're putting your VFX, you're doing sound. Um, you know, you're just making everything you're, you're, you're putting together the footage and you're making your movie. Okay. And then once you're done with the post-production phase, you have the release phase. This is where your movie either gets shown on YouTube or at film festivals or um, at a private screening or whatever, you know, it's, it, the movie has been released to the world. It might go into the theaters. It might be on Blu-ray, DVD, et cetera. Right. Mm-hmm. I hope that answers your question, Mofi. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. And, and you know, just, just kind of some closing things. Um, there is no one way for this process, right? Like different people are going to give you different answers based off of their different experiences. And you know, we as people, we all have different opinions. We all have different ideas. We have different wants and different needs. And so this is just my experience personally. Uh, in, in this very short amount of time that we have, trying to explain it in, in the clearest, easiest way possible. Uh, but for those of you who want to get into the entertainment industry, go for it. Don't hesitate. Don't don't have the self-doubt. Don't, don't be like, oh, like, I don't know if I'm going to be good enough or I don't look like this person or I don't. I don't sound like that or my voice sucks or whatever. Like don't worry about any of that. If you want to do it, go for it. And if it's for you, you know, it's going to be for you. If it's not for you, then no worries. You know, do your best, forget the rest. You're either going to live with the pain of progress or, or the pain of regret. And the pain of regret hurts much more. Yeah. So so yeah, guys. Uh, But yeah, that's kind of all I got to say on it. Okay. So if you guys want a part two to this episode and you guys have more questions on if uh, anything entertainment industry wise that you always want to ask Space Muffin, leave it down in the comment section below and we're probably going to do an episode two on this. Um, but other than that, we are also officially on Spotify now. Uh, we'll be available also on Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts pretty soon. But for now, we're just on YouTube and Spotify, so please check us out. Thank you so much, everybody. You guys have a good rest of your day, okay? See you guys. Bye.